Were Bigfoot's hands as big as his feet? If paper comes from trees, where do trees come from? All of these questions you can find the answer to right here on This Paranormal Life. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Bow down in front of the servants of Ra. Is that the is that the Halo 3 theme music? No. If you have never listened to this podcast before, my name is Rory. My name is Kit. And we are a bunch of paranormal, professional paranormal investigators who have a podcast where every week we we get our little microscopes out and examine something paranormal. Sometimes that's the wrong equipment because some things are very big, but it's all we've got. So we're looking up close at big things and coming to the conclusion as to whether or not they are paranormal so this week on this paranormal life we are getting an electron microscope that's right an incredibly expensive microscope to go on the search for bigfoot (laughs) in the pacific northwest we've got some new equipment on the show here thanks to the patreon uh it is a telescope powerful enough to to look down to the very matter that makes up the universe Mm -hmm. it's truly incredible building blocks of the universe uh this week's episode is nessie the giant sea beast. <laughs> we have determined that uh, the Loch Ness does in, in fact contain hydrogen and oxygen, the building blocks for water, which is the habitat <laughs> for Nessie. Therefore, Nessie is likely to be living there. On this week's episode, this is a big one and this is a weird one. Really? So I think we should just head right into All it. All right, no dilly-dallying. Our story begins in 1907 with a girl named Dorothy Louise Eady, who was born and raised in London, to an Irish middle-class family. Now, when Dorothy was just three years old, she was strolling around the house, maybe walking, I don't know when babies learn to walk, when all of a sudden, she accidentally fell down a large oh, staircase Christ, in her home. Oh, Jesus. When her parents found her, she wasn't moving. They called the local doctor to come by immediately, but when he arrived, he pronounced Dorothy dead. Oh, every parent's worst nightmare. If that was every parent's worst nightmare, you're, they're not going to like what's coming coming up next. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was in 1907. 1908's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Whole other kettle of fish. The parents are heartbroken, but obviously there's nothing they can do. The doctor leaves to gather everything necessary to prepare the body. But when he returns, <sighs> Dorothy is alive. Oh. She's fine. She's playing games in her bed. Her parents and the doctors have no idea what happened, but she's completely unscathed bad doctor <laughs> actually that's a really good point it was 1907 if the doctor found an unconscious child his procedures are one put leeches on it yeah and if that doesn't fix the blood like suck the unconscious blood out of her body yeah that was the only then they're dead he probably tried to take her pulse through her hair somehow and then determine <laughs> that there was no pulse picks <laughs> up her ponytail she's dead <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely, a terrible doctor. Absolutely lifeless ponytail. Look at these split ends. I mean, this girl's crying out for life. Time of death? April. So you don't even know what date it is? <laughs> the worst doctor of all time. Over the next few weeks, Dorothy started having strange dreams hmm. of huge columned houses and deserts. Her parents would find her crying alone in the house. And when they asked her, what's what's wrong, Dorothy? She would reply, I want to go home. Now that's a war- parent's worst nightmare. But you are home. No, this isn't my real home. No. This is very confusing. It's strange, isn't it? And it only snowballs from there. Or should I say sandballs? Oh, God. Soon Dorothy had developed foreign accent syndrome. 
And I looked this up. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. I'm not even going to pretend to not know about this. Uh, and she began to act out in class. Whatever had happened to her when she fell down those stairs, this was no longer the daughter they had raised. Wow. One day, her Sunday school teacher requested that she be banned from the classroom after she had yelled insults about Christianity. Whoa. I know, right? She's like four years old. Yeah. And back in those days, it was punishable by death, probably. 1907, 1908. I mean, Jesus is probably still around at that point. So it's <laughs> highly offensive. I don't believe in Jesus. Jesus in the corner. Hey, f*** you. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I've actually had a pretty hard life. So how about give me some respect? Oh, you're thirsty? Yeah, you'd like some of my blood? Hard luck. You don't believe in me? You don't get a drink. He's actually become really rude and mean in the newer testament. Yeah, it turned out the whole crucifixion thing rubbed him the wrong way. And, uh... <laughs> He's actually pretty angry now. He apologized and he didn't accept it. Could you imagine if that was how the Bible went? What? The son of God came down. No one realized. They crucified him and he rose from the dead to execute his wrath. Mm. It's like you messed up big time. Yeah. You nailed the son of God to a cross. That's... And he's throwing lightning bolts, like making molten lava rain from the skies. <laughs> he's ripped as shit. He's got crazy <laughs> abs and they're like... What happened? So you think I didn't always have these? I was always ripped. I kept it under wraps. I kept it low key, peaceful. But now I'm going to lay down the law on y'all throwing thunderbolts. Soon after all of this, she was expelled from an all girls school mm. after refusing to sing a hymn in church that called upon God to quote unquote curse the Egyptians. What? <laughs> I, think no I think that's no hymn. There's no hymn that goes like that. What is the hymn? And he will raise you up on eagle's wings, wreck you like the breath of God. Okay. Make all the Egyptians die and curse <laughs> all the there as well. <laughs> Make all the Egyptians die. It sounded like that was sung wrong, but that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I think that's not her fault. I would probably refuse to sing that as well. Yeah. It, I mean, at this point, I understand there's been other weird things happening with little Dorothy, but right, right now she just seems like a socially woke kid. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you that. Know, if they asked her to uh, pledge allegiance, she'd probably uh, Take a knee. spit on the goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> she'd go full Kaepernick <laughs> and start doing a mummy dance. Things got so bad eventually that her parents struggled to keep her in school, afraid that she would get in trouble again. A year after she had fallen down the staircase, her parents decided to cheer her up by taking her on a trip to the British Museum. Of course. As soon as they entered the ancient Egyptian exhibition, Dorothy could not be contained. Whoa. She broke free from her mother's grip and began kissing the feet of all the statues, <laughs> <laughs> crying out, These are my people! <laughs> what age is she again? Four? Five? <laughs> She saw a photograph of the New Kingdom Temple remains, which was the temple of the Pharaoh Seti I, mm. and she cried out, This! This was my home! What? This was the exact same building that she had seen in her dreams. This is very alarming. It's strange, right? Yeah. Dorothy was now 100% convinced that she had lived a past life as an ancient Egyptian. Okay. So, so she's, I mean, she's pretty much too young to, put, I'm sure, put that into words. Like, yeah. Mama, Papa, I lived a past life as a, a pharaoh, yeah. Cleopatra herself. But that's what we're gathering. She's saying, 
this is where I'm from. This is familiar somehow. These are my people. Yeah. That before she was little Dorothy, she was around 2,000 years ago in Egypt. It's like that sensation of deja vu where something starts happening and you're like, whoa, like, hasn't this happened before? Like, don't yeah, I remember this? It seems I, to tap into some deep part of your brain that yeah. doesn't really get tapped into much. And I guess that's not necessarily exclusive to adults. Like, you had deja that's vu true. when you were a child. That's true. Uh, but maybe this is something much more deeper. It could be. Obsessed with Egypt now, she would skip school to go to exhibits. She began learning hieroglyphics. Even though she claimed she wasn't learning them, she was remembering them. <laughs> Cocky little shit. I freaking know it already. I already knew it. Yeah, bird, bird, man with a bird head. I already knew that. That's high. First of all, it's not a bird. It's a pig. You haven't even learned the basic animals in English yet. How can you know them in Egyptian? The more she studied and the older she got, her dreams became more and more vivid. Wow. One night when she was sleeping, she starts hearing a voice in her dreams. Dorothy, awaken young one. Through the beaming light, she can see a tall, imposing figure. Is it ripped Jesus again? <laughs> it is I, the great pharaoh Seti the First. What? Uh, so I had never, honestly, I'd never heard of anyone called Seti. No, neither had I. <laughs> he was the, he was actually a big dude. He was the son of Ramesses the First. You know okay. Ramesses, he's, he's a big one. Yeah, A Ramesses, main player. Sure. Uh, Seti said, I've come to tell, um, I've, <laughs> he didn't stutter. I've come sure. to tell you, um, about your past and just, just hang out in your dreams and tell you about it your past like he's life. A gap year. <laughs> These visitations by Seti became so frequent that she was actually placed in sanctorums a number of times. Really? They thought she was crazy. I think she's crazy. <laughs> well, as soon as she was old enough. Obviously, she moved to Egypt. <laughs> hell. Parents were just like sick of her at this point. I mean, the amount of times Dorothy had been about to walk down the stairs and her dad walking behind her had considered punting her down <laughs> one more time. It might reset the old hard drive. Trying to knock all the cogs back into place. But he couldn't bring himself to do it. Now his kid lives in Egypt. It was impossible to do because Dorothy only traversed the house on a platter <laughs> lifted by four ripped men. <laughs> Ancient Good, Egyptian style. Or nearer. So she moved to Egypt with an Egyptian man that she married in London. Oh, okay. And changed her name to Omseti. After two years, complications arose and her husband was forced to move to Iraq. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, there were a number of reasons why the marriage broke okay. apart. sure. This was one of them. You're not taking this woman out of Egypt. He wasn't sure. exactly pharaoh material. Yeah, you get my drift. One of the major issues was the fact that she was still being visited by Pharaoh Seti in her dreams. <laughs> Break up with him. He's a deadbeat. I get, like, it's really tough, isn't it? Because you can't really be angry at someone for dreaming yeah. nonstop they about no control. another guy. Even if they're just like, oh, like, how did you sleep? I had the best sleep ever. Uh, <laughs> Seti showed up again and took me out for a night. <laughs> he is like a sick Lambo. He actually got clubbing. a reservation in that restaurant that we can never get into. <laughs> it was wild. You know how I'm always saying I wanted you to be uh, over six foot? He's 6'10". <laughs> 6'10". Easily. <laughs> Devil's advocate. Maybe the, on like, the only way of getting rid of this like Egyptophile is to leave Egypt for good. 
because <laughs> it's like yeah the one thing she can't leave yeah so it's like sorry i have to like just a little bump in the road in our relationship i have to leave egypt it's like it's like now. how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah it's like what can i do to expedite <laughs> how to lose a pharaoh in one second <laughs> uh i'm leaving egypt done really short movie done you can't leave that's a great clickbait article it is yeah seven tips on how to lose a pharaoh number three will astound you (laughs) one night when dorothy now known as omseti was sleeping she was visited by the ancient egyptian god horus oh a different different uh apparition in dreams yeah which is strange because she's only really been talking to uh seti pharaoh seti now horus says mortal I am Horus, god of the sky. What? Little fun fact about Horus. Okay. Because I didn't know shit about him This either. is still in the voice of Horus, by the way. <laughs> like, Little, Little fun fact. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Who's this Horus guy? Well, let me take you back. Horus was born. <laughs> he looks over. <laughs> She's like texting Seti. Hey, <laughs> I'm still talking. I'm going to do this all in the Horus voice because it'll make it even funny. <clears throat> I think you'll find his backstory rather interesting. Horus was born when his mother retrieved all of the dismembered body parts of her murdered husband, Osiris, my father. Chill. (laughs) Except for, of course, his penis, which was thrown into the Nile and eaten by a catfish. Really? This is Egyptian lore. (laughs) Not fact. According to the legends... My mother used her magic powers to resurrect Osiris and fashion a penis to conceive me. And thus I am here, child. Horus! <laughs> and now! The ch- She's like, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> Why did you come here? Do we have anything better to be doing? Dad's dick was eaten by a catfish? How small was it? It was eaten by a goddamn... Silence! A god's dick got eaten by a catfish? I think you'll find catfish in ancient Egyptian days were the size of sharks. (laughs) And it it wasn't just one fish, it was two or three fishes. Horace goes on to say, Now that you are in Egypt, it is time for me to tell you about your past life. This is what she's been waiting for this entire time. Her entire life has been leading up to this. To this moment where she finally finds out what all these visions have been about, all these dreams, all this communication with the past pharaohs. Mm. Horus said, Your name was, um, Bentrisht. <laughs> and you lived in the temple that Seti built. Oh. You used to be a priestess, but then you fell in love with Seti. And you banged each other, which is why, which is, which, which was bad, because you took a vow of celibacy. Ah, of course, a priestess. To save Seti from humiliation, you took your own life. I don't, what? I mean, I don't know how that saved anyone from humiliation. If anyone had found out that the pharaoh was sleeping with the priestesses of the temple. Yeah. Who were sworn to celibacy. Yeah. That's that's a no go area. What, that's b- taboo. But she just dies randomly. I, I like the idea of everyone in the royal court. You're sitting around. It's like <laughs> on this terrible day, high priestess has ended her own life. Instead, he goes, Ah, shit! I was banging her. <laughs> Tells everyone. Oh, f- <laughs> she was hot. That was my girl. <sighs> 
Now I know what you're thinking, okay? This woman, Omseti, is way over her head. Mm. She's alone in Egypt, having these crazy dreams. She's lost her Egyptian husband. Mm. Now she thinks she's some secret lover of the pharaohs. It's actually the exact opposite. Oh. One day when she was walking through the temple of Seti, the place that she apparently used to live, Mm. she walked over to a patch on the ground and said, The garden used to be here. Wow. Obviously, the excavation teams are pissing themselves because they're like, <laughs> garden at this locate at this temple. But they decided to humor her and dig around there anyway. And they uncovered a secret garden in the temple of Seti. And this was only the start. Om Seti could decipher incredibly complex hieroglyphics and was highly regarded among Egyptologists. As crazy as shit, but pretty good at translation. Yeah. On one occasion, she even described in details artifacts from the Temple of Seti that had never been shown to the public. What? It was crazy. You think that people would dismiss her because of her crazy origin stories and her Mm -hmm. being convinced of this past life, but she was so damn good at being an archaeologist Mm. in Egypt that she was just like insanely well-respected. People were just like, even if she is maybe a bit crazy, she's amazing at what she's doing. One night in her dreams, the pharaoh Seti told her the location of the lost tomb of the Egyptian queen Nefertiti. 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 Okay. Something like that. That sounds good. Any way of saying it without saying titty. Yeah, that's what I'm really going for here. The lost tomb of Egyptian queen Nefertiti. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it was in the sand. This tomb, I believe, is still undiscovered. Oh. So she apparently was told the location... Of this tomb, but she refused to tell anyone the location because she didn't like the queen and didn't want to give her any attention. Because I think there was some conflict between Seti and this queen. Okay. So, I mean, it's so small-minded, it's almost realistic. Yeah. You know, like, she like she has this totally paranormal, like, never-before-seen gift of, like, viewing a past life and freely psycho diving through time and collecting information but she's still carrying on petty beefs from 2000 years ago that makes it very believable in a way yeah well towards her old age Omseti said death holds no terror for me i'll just do my best to get through the judgment i'm going to come before osiris who will probably give me a few dirty looks because i know i've committed some things i shouldn't have mm. and then In 1981, she passed away. God bless her. And that is the story of Omseti. Wow. The Irish family-raised girl in London who fell down the stairs and remembered her past life as an Egyptian priestess. This is a crazy story. This is wild. It is insane, right? But as always, we are suckers for anything to do with ancient Egypt on this cast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Praise Ra! (laughs) Immediate thoughts? We haven't really had a story on past lives before. Yeah, have we not? I guess not. I mean, it's a whole giant, controversial, uh, just totally wide open field yeah. of paranormal interest. I think it's it's a topic which divides people kind of right off the bat. I feel like people have very intuitive. It's a bit like believing in God or not. Do you believe in past lives? Do you believe that memories can be transferred from the past to the future? I think people have like an inbuilt sense of whether that's true or not even if they believe in the paranormal or not yeah um this one is definitely 
this is crazy because it's someone who I suppose we have to believe that if Dorothy had never fallen down the stairs, she never would have remembered any of this. So that's true. Yeah. Does this mean that the memories are in the brain somewhere? And it's just like a roll of the dice, whether those memories get unlocked. All right, I'm going to propose an experiment right now. Please. If you could just face the door. Oh, yeah, sure. Going on what you just said, Uh I'm just going to just deck you in the side of the head and just uh, as hard as I can. And we'll just see if I can spring anything loose. You know, maybe a past life is in there around the back, around the edges. I'm just going to pop it to the front. Normally, I would have an issue... You know, it's Friday night. I don't I, I don't have anything on for a couple of days. We've had so, a couple of beers. You know, it was going to lead to fighting anyways. We might as well <laughs> cut out the middle, man. Go straight to the Pharaohs. That's true. And we are uh, 2-0, and o, so we might as well keep keep this up. Keep the ball rolling. All right, here we All go. Right, let's go. Uh-uh. Incoming, incoming. Memories incoming. Here we go. Okay. There you go. All right. You feeling anything, buddy? Any uh, Any memories in there? He's really out of it. All right, I'm going to just give me a second. I'm going to cut the podcast here for a second. And we're back. Took a little break there for a couple seconds. Uh, hey. Back on the podcast. Um, sorry about that. Roy cut that in the edit for legal reasons. Woo! No memories. Okay, okay, okay. But Kit's now talking exclusively in riddles. He's down again. He's, he's down. All right, he's actually out again. I'm going to have to... F- I'm going to have to cut the podcast again. Give me one, one second. Hey, back again on the podcast. Everything hey, is going. Welcome to a bonus episode. No, 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 no. To, whoa, no, no. Whoa. This is the regular. We were doing huh? the the life one with the Egyptians. Listen, I am so confused. Is it or is it not 2021? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know what? This is the best one we've had so far, so we're gonna keep this one rolling. I did some research onto past lives, and yes, it would make sense for me to talk about the scientific reasons behind it. Oh, sure. Was there some damage to the brain, possibly, that encouraged these memories? as a possible side effect? What about the path of genetic memory, memories handed down from ancestor to ancestor? I didn't research any of that. I went on to yahooanswers.com mm. and researched how to remember past lives. Oh yeah, brilliant. Because I don't care how it's done. I wanna know what my past life is. Yes, like ideally if I could just take some kind of Facebook quiz and figure out what my past life was. Absolutely. I'd be done. So this is what one of the posts said on how to remember past lives. Seeing past lives and remembering is like lifting weights. The more repetitions, the stronger you get. That's it. That makes sense. It's like muscles. Exactly. I've known that I have lived before, even as sperm, before I was (laughs) before I was conceived. So this isn't even a past life. This he's just remembering being jizz. I knew on the day of my delivery in the hospital that I would grow up. That's also not. (laughs) also not i mean i mean i know now i'll grow up being a sperm that's a very interesting take on what it means to be alive i mean also what a terrifying memory just boom and there's millions of you just afraid swimming it's like a music festival dude (laughs) raven trying to get that egg that headline act rocking the main stage. That's the goddamn egg. That's we got to get there. You're trying to push your way to the front of that crowd. <laughs> the wow. bouncers are pushing off sperm left, right, and center, but you make it on stage. You do that guitar solo and you're brought backstage where you make a baby. <laughs> and that's how kids arrive. <laughs> Is you telling your five-year-old child? 
There's something so funny about the idea of a, a parent really badly explaining the process of sex to a kid. Yeah, like kind of, you know, like in a circuitous way, right? But so many like yeah. unnecessary add-ons. Like the kid will be like, like, oh, dad, where do babies come from? And he's like, all right, I think it's time I tell you. You know, uh, uh-huh. Well, you know when a male stork f***s a female stork? Oh. <laughs> That's sex. <laughs> Yeah, well, sometimes, when, sometimes when one stork gets super horny around <laughs> another stork. This, this post continues. I started trying to see my future before I could walk. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> off. Now I don't look for past lives as other people. I look to see myself as who I am in this life. I look to see others around me and see if I can remember them, what they will do in their future. I look through their eyes and see me. Do they, do they remember <laughs> what they will do in their future? <laughs> Fucking hell. I look backwards through this life, back past my birth, back past my death in a previous life, <laughs> all the way back until I can see next week. <laughs> <laughs> or next year, or the next future minute. Wow. I look to remember what I did five minutes from now. It's actually really poetic, I think. What? This is a Yahoo answer? Where did you say this was? It was from Yahoo Answers. <laughs> that was advice on how to, how to you know, remember your past life. This does not add up. This is like the goddamn D-mode D-time machine all over again. <laughs> if you have the ability to look through four-dimensional time, you do not have a Yahoo Answers account. Also, can I please just go back to my favorite uh, sentence in this whole thing? I look to see others around me to see if I can remember them, what they will do in their future. I look through their eyes and see me. <laughs> Tremendous. Incredible. It, it waffled a bit. And I, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't really take away any useful information from that. I don't know how to remember yeah, what did, I did didn't five it. minutes from yeah, now. So, so for the rest of us who haven't been trying to see through time since before they could walk, I guess we're all f Yeah. We can't do it. Well, that's what I thought, Kit, until We're losers I, stuck in the present. I found a website where you can take a quiz and it will tell you your past life. Hell yeah! I call it the fast lane <laughs> of remembering past lives. Yes. It's like, it's like the early days of science. You know, those guys busted their ass, busted their chops to learn everything about what we now just type that shit into our iPhones and don't even have to worry about. Don't need to do Listen, it. Listen, that guy has been le learning about past lives since he was a baby so that we can have Facebook quizzes. Exactly. Lives. I can type in uh, 10 plus 5 onto the calculator on my phone. In the olden days, you had scientists with goddamn test tubes pouring liquids into Tupperware trying to figure out what that A shit was. A peasant would spend his entire life in medieval times just trying to work out the answer to 10 plus 5. So I took the test. I put in all my info. Yeah. My response was a little weird. Let me know when you think it's getting <laughs> weird. So this is my result. In your previous life, you were a stockbroker. You were born what? on 12th of April, 1948, in a dangerous city of Brooklyn, as a, <laughs> as a son to a real estate agent and a shop assistant. That's fine so far, I guess. You studied at the prestigious Metropolitan University in New York. Fine. In the field, stockbroker. I don't think that's a not field. A, not a university field. I don't think Brooklyn's even a city, but let's move on. You have learned how to trade on the global foreign exchange market via the internet. It's easy to make deals on Forex. 
Regardless of age and education, anyone can open a stockbroker account and start buying and selling foreign currencies. Right now, the dollar goes down and the euro goes up, so it would be best to buy euros on Forex. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little weird. Getting a little addy. You died in California, very rich and young at the age of 25. <laughs> But with enormous fortune. You retired at age 22 on, <laughs> with a billy in the bank. But I did die with an enormous fortune that you earned thanks to Forex. You won't change your previous life, but you can change the one you live now. Since you already have experience with Forex in your subconscious, <laughs> why not try it today? <laughs> then there was an ad for Forex. Okay. Underneath that was... Every one of us longs for a little bit of luck, and we offer you the chance. It's just an ad now. They're okay. not trying to. They're not There's trying to tell to do me with you anymore. You just need to let your friends know about this web page. They can also have a laugh at it and can find out about who they were in their previous lives and about forex. However, if you do not tell anyone about this page, your life will turn to hell. If <laughs> <laughs> we do not want you to worry, we do not want to worry you. But do you want to take chances? Hard cut to uh, 4X emergency board meeting. So we gave that like hot shot um, New York marketing firm carte blanche to, to run a guerrilla marketing campaign for 4X. They went too far. Way too far. Way too far. We have people phoning up the office now asking about their ancient Egyptian lives. Yes. Uh, who they were. We phoned to ask what the business plan was and they said looking backwards to the future. <laughs> I asked who's calling and they said, listen to my voice and hear yours. <laughs> uh, so what I thought we could do is, yeah, that was my result. I would love to see what your past oh, life was. Kit. I would love to hear that. Do you want to take the test right now? Let's do it. Oh. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Rory, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Like, run a bath, call a friend on the phone. Ooh, an extra hour. Mm. Probably plot revenge. What? Plot revenge against my enemies. Okay, sure, well... I'd start with Keith. Well, like Rory... Ooh, a lot just of us, saying his name! <laughs> a lot of us wish we had more time. But if we had it, what would we use it for? In life, the best way to feel like we have time is to prioritise what's most important to us and make time for it. Therapy can be a great way of looking inward and setting those priorities. Hey, I've got a priority, brother. 
Priority mailing this bag of dog poop to Keith's front door. Honestly, prioritise literally anything else. Therapy can help you gain life skills, set boundaries and communicate better. Well, I would like to communicate some thoughts to Keith. If you're thinking about trying therapy though, why not start with BetterHelp? It's all online so it fits beautifully around your lifestyle. All you gotta do is fill out a questionnaire and kablam, they match you with a licensed therapist, which you can of course change at any time. You can learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash paranormal life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash paranormal life. Thanks, BetterHelp. Awesome. All right, I've got the test right here. Kit, let's find out what was your past life. I'm just saying that if it's not um, priestess or higher, I'm going to be f***ing pissed. But let's just move on. All right. So first off, date of birth. Uh, don't know. Um, yeah, mom and dad never, uh, never, never told me that one. Didn't know it. I'll put unknown. Okay. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Uh, national insurance number. <laughs> uh, third letter of your secret password. Do you want to create a Forex account or continue as a guest? <laughs> <laughs> what What's your uh, star sign? Uh, I do know that. That's Virgo. Virgo. Very nice. Because I'm a <laughs> virgin. Favorite color. Uh, I like the the sum of all colors. White. White. Very nice. Uh, which quality characterizes you best? I'll, I'll read you through them, okay? Cheerful. Mm. Sociable. Mm, not that. Selfish. Uh, yeah. Probably. Aggressive. We're getting a little bit. bit more now. Yeah, we are. Moody. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, we're into Friendly. Good stuff now. We're no, out of it. I don't know. Sensitive or hot tempered. Right. Uh, I would say aggressive, probably. Aggressive. All yeah. right. Phobias or fear of something can tell you a lot about your death. What scares you the most? Oh, everything. Heights, oh. darkness, snakes, spiders, blood. Fear of confined spaces. Mm. Fear of speed. I never... Supernatural <laughs> phenomena. Well, obviously not supernatural phenomena because that's what I chase every week. Right. Like a goddamn heroin dragon. I never really thought about confined spaces before, but that's pretty scary. I don't like that. No, I, I don't think anyone likes confined spaces. True. Favorite number? One Favorite number? Uh, three. Three? I think I went three as well. Interesting. Great minds. Great minds, brother. <laughs> Uh, what specialization do you find most appealing? Basically, what is your favorite school subject? Oh, obviously I'm a master of all sciences. You have to be to get into paranormal Harvard, but uh, probably physics. Physics. Congratulations. You have successfully completed the test. We've got all the necessary information to Beautiful. evaluate okay, the let's, result. Let's see. Let's find this out exciting. what your past life was. All right. Holy shit. What, what is it, Ramsey's brother? In your past life, you were a knight. A knight? You were a knight. Okay, it's not quite Egypt, but I like the, I like the, the sense of regality here. I was a f- stockbroker who died at 25 with a Forex account. <laughs> You're a knight. All right, d- d- tell me a little bit more. What, what, what do we know? You were born in 1437, okay. somewhere in the territory of southern Germany. Mm, okay. Yeah, You're I, very I, Aryan, that makes I, sense. I like Southern Germany. Your father was a castle guard. Of course. Your mother was an ordinary peasant. No. When you were 36, you built a farm where you led a peaceful life. The exact day of your death is unknown, but you died at the decent age of 54. 
You Jesus. doubled me. Yeah, neither of us have had l- very long lives, though. I thought we were all going to get crappy ones. Turns out this shit is real. Do you know what? It's actually starting to make a little bit of sense. I know we just moved into this place a few months ago. Yeah. But whenever I moved in, you know, this place was unfurnished, like listed unfurnished. Yeah. There was a broadsword in my wardrobe. I pulled back the shower curtain. There's a goddamn shield with a family crest. Yeah. What looks like a podcast microphone in the crest. I don't know how this is surprising you because if the apartment was unfurnished, you obviously brought that stuff with you. It's just wild. So you must have known it was there. That I am a knight now. I found your trebuchet, by the way. It's taking up all of the parking spots downstairs and we have to move it or we're evicted. Has it got any tickets? Does it have any tickets? It's leaking oil. It's leaking flaming hot oil. Shit. Everywhere, all over the the, the, the phones, I'm literally. I'm going to take on the government with my trebuchet. I, I wish you didn't tell me this stuff because now I'm now I'm an associate. And, <sighs> and I'm going to have my ass. I'm going to have to pay for this shit and I don't think my Forex can take it because my trading has been weak this month. <laughs> because I've been, I've been cruising off 1 million US since 1948 and turns out it doesn't last that long. <laughs> Uh, so that was all the research that I could gather on Omseti, on remembering past lives, and even on our own past lives. I'd like to Brava. think... Thank you. Thank you, sir. You've on yourself. Thank you. And that's coming from a knight. So you know he means it. I know that, that it's a it's a strange story um, this week, but where's your head at? What, what are you kind of thinking with this one? I do have a soft spot for um, tales of past lives. Uh, I think I've talked about on, on this podcast before that um, through imbibing an ancient uh, Amazonian substance known as ayahuasca to the uninitiated, right? Um, I have um, seen through four-dimensional time, looked into the eyes of another to see myself. Of course, um, psycho dove deeper than anyone's ever interdimensional battling. To be honest, right? Um, but realistically, during that multi-hour trip. I did experience what I believed at the time to be some sort of experience of a past life. Now, mm. whether that is real, in inverted commas, I do not know. I ran about as an elephant for a few hours. <laughs> in, Was I an elephant in, in a past life? I may have been. We do not know. I love peanuts. I could be part of it. It really could. I have a pretty long schnoz here. Is that part of it? We do not know. I do not know if that's how the DNA works. I never forget. I didn't forget the fact my past life was an elephant. So is that, could that be it? Was that drug combining with my brain somehow to unlock the part of the brain that contained the past life just in the way that Dorothy fell down the stairs and unlocked that part of hers? Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe I didn't need to travel to Peru and sip on some jungle juice. Maybe I just needed to fall down a couple of flights of stairs. I don't know. Although what I would say is that through my own experience, I can say that I've now had that experience. It is up to me to decide whether that is real to me or not. Mm -hmm. And I think Dorothy was probably put in a similar position where she was experiencing those visions and she decided it was real. This leaves us in a weird place because we are the paranormal investigators. We have to decide what is true and what is false, what is truly paranormal and what is not. Um, so we have to decide whether that's true or not. Exactly. What are you making of this as a principal investigator? Past lives are, the definition of that is that you have lived, died, and come back as another person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a there's a scope, I think, to that where, you know, you hear about those stories of someone getting uh, an organ or something mm-hmm. replaced from mm-hmm. another human being 
and all of a sudden they start picking up traits of the human that donated the organ. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that like genetic memory that's in our cells, it's in our blood. And who's to say that can't span generations, you Mm -hmm. know? The memories of your ancestors are dropped down through DNA and maybe that's hidden somewhere in the chambers of the human mind. That could be a possibility. But if we're looking specifically at the process of living, dying, and being reborn again, reincarnation essentially, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to come down on, with this case, a no. Mm. As you said, who's to say that if she hadn't fallen down those stairs, she would have never remembered any of this. So that is maybe an indicator that the fall may have had more to do with it than the fact that she was an Egyptian priestess. Although there was some crazy kind of information about her predicting the location of things within these temples, predicting and accurately translating things that maybe even no one else had done. But we don't have a specific timeline that proves that this was only possible through paranormal means. Exactly. What we do know is that she became obsessed with Egypt from a very young age, like lots of young people do. And she, by all accounts, became a brilliant expert on Egypt through her love of it. So it doesn't really give us enough to go on to say that she accessed some past life memory in order to produce those truths right there was a lot of research involved exactly and i think for that reason i would love to come back to past lives but on this case of dorothy the egyptian priestess i think it's a no unfortunately a double no this week but fair play to her she kicked some ass and she did it uh with full conviction and she had a pretty interesting life that's more than i can say about my ass better than mine Even better than my goddamn dead at 25 4x life. Uh, So that was this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. I hope you enjoyed it because we had a blast making it. Get on the ground! Get on the ground! Um. (laughs) Wow, I think I just tapped into some past life shit. (laughs) Whoa. Um, If you enjoyed that episode of the podcast and want to support us, you want to take things one step further. Well, we don't run ads. Um, The only way that we make any money off this podcast is from our Patreon, the This Paranormal Life Patreon. It's true. There's never been a better time to praise Ra. So get on there. Check out some of the rewards if you want bonus episodes, merchandise, anything there. Uh, Hit it up. Join the community. And speaking of community, join our Facebook community. It is a secret, though. Shut up about it because people won't shut their damn traps we call it a secret society if we wanted it to be public we call it a society exactly secret society yeah and if you are someone who has supported us on the patreon what we like to do is at the end of the episode give you a special shout out so thank you so much to the following people thank you so much to michael briggs more like michael diggs a hole in the ground to search for pirate treasure. That's right, more doubloons to toss at the best Patreon in the world. The Paranormal Patreon. Thank you, Michael, for your contributions. And they say that the Patreon bucket is only one death away from <laughs> giving some fat returns. So, good odds, Michael. Thank you too, Danny Everett. Danny, if you're ever at my side of town... Let me buy you a drink, because we appreciate the support, brother. Wait, Danny? Danny is in, like, girl or boy? Boy, I think. We appreciate the, 
the support brother or sister. We need to get more woke on, on these things. Absolutely. But I do see the word Daniel in his email address, so hopefully cool. we're... Uh... Sister. Check. Thank you too. Nicole Wilcox. I gotta go home. Baby Nicole outside. Please donate some dough. Baby Nicole outside. I want to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> I really do. Thank you, Nicole, so much for your contribution to Patreon. We appreciate it immensely. Thank you, too, Steffi Schofield. Ooh, it's getting a little stuff, Steffi in here with all of this support suffocating me. Thank you so much, Steffi, uh, for all of the love that is just crushing uh, me and Kit in this room right now. He's afraid of tight, small spaces. I'm afraid of losing my 4x fortune. Uh, but luckily with you, that's not a fear that I need to have. It's, Kit still has to have his fear. Right, I still do. I'm still but scared. I'm golden. Thank you too. Theo Imerson, a.k.a. Dr. Funkenstein. <laughs> Did you know uh, Funkenstein is the name of the, the doctor, not the creature? <laughs> it's actually Funkenstein's funky monster. <laughs> when he said, it's alive... He meant the dance floor, because it was everything was popping off. Yeah. Thank you, Theo. Thank you also to Chris Reitmeyer. Chris, if you live right by our commune, you should swing on by, because I swear to you, you will never find a more welcoming commune in your whole lives. We welcome you with open arms and empty buckets. <laughs> your doubloons or your life, Chris. Choose what I'm wisely. trying to say. Thank you also to Emma Platt. Thanks, Emma Platt Earth Theory. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon supporter with the balls to tell it like it really is around these parts. This is Platt's Earth and we're all just living in it. Thanks for your support. Thank you also to Daniel Dismuke. Daniel Dismuke, but to make it rain doubloons all <laughs> over the paranormal commune. That's right. It's going to be radioactive except for um, love and joy and, and, and prosperity and all those things. A different type of contagious, uh, damaging element. That makes it impossible for anyone but us to live in this isolated commune. Of course. Thank you too. Daniel Davies. Daniel Davies, the boy with rabies. I didn't think he's going <laughs> to... Daniel, we do not, I cannot stress this enough, do not have a doctor yet or any uh, medical professionals in the commune, you gotta, the, the, your medical issue needs to be sorted elsewhere. Yeah. I think the process is to find the badger, right? To know if it, and then you, I'm not a doctor, it's but like you drink curse. its blood, yeah, right? You have to hunt it down, uh, murder it with your own hands so the bloodline ends there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, imbibe some of that. And um, I think it's like a double negative. Yeah. Counteracts itself. Draw a circle on the floor uh, with the blood of the animal and repeat the words, rabies, rabies, go away, bees. And I believe the curse shall be lifted. So This is a dangerous misinformation. <laughs> Thank you, lastly, but not leastly, to Mr. Nile Walsh. If I ever go to Egypt, I'll visit the Nile and probably Walsh myself in it. Thanks, Nile. To get clean on that Egyptian water gold. What? I don't, I have literally no idea what that's supposed to mean. Water golds? <laughs> that is a sign that this podcast has been going this on for too long. Has hit the rocks officially, ladies and gents. 
for today. Exactly. But hey, thank you, Niall. Thank you, everyone that we have shouted out. Thank you, everyone that supported us so far. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, forget that water gold thing, because I was actually really classified. I wasn't supposed to tell you guys about that shit. Uh, so forget about water gold. Oh, Rory's <laughs> just losing his marbles over oh, here. Oh, boy. He's I don't know why I said that. Making up words, putting <laughs> words together. Don't make sense. It's crazy, crazy. Don't forget about that. Um, beep it, Rory. Beep that in the edit. We will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale. Until then, remember, folks, to live fast, and die young. No, f- How do I keep forgetting this? You never get Sorry. it right. Live, live fast, fast water gold. <gasps> I said it again. I, or, I mean, oh, f- <laughs> I mean, old Rory's speaking nonsense again. Live, live fast, fast die, investigate, water die gold. Young. Just end it. Just end it. I'm not going to do better than that. Every now and then, Rory and I come across a podcast that we simply have to tell you about because we know that TPL listeners are gonna love it. That's why I'm so pleased to say that this episode is brought to you by The Luke and Pete Show. This is pretty cool because Luke and Pete are friends of ours and they just happen to also be podcast royalty. The Luke and Pete Show is one of the top ranking podcasts in the UK comedy charts. Oh yeah, and if you thought this paranormal life is crazy and chaotic, this show has absolutely no rules. Unscripted, unplanned, unsupervised. I think the only rule is that it is technically, legally a podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson bring you the world's strangest stories. From Luke's belief in UFO conspiracy theories to Elon Musk's latest attempts to be cool. The Luke and Pete Show community is a broad church and everyone's welcome. I am personally highly invested in Pete's journey to importing a vintage Toyota Century limousine from Japan. I think last time I checked, he got the car and didn't have keys for it. So uh, I'm looking forward to what the next bad thing that happens is. Yeah, I don't know a lot about cars, but I think keys are pretty important to the whole machine. Right. Listen now wherever you get your podcast. The Luke and Pete Show every Monday and Thursday.